Welcome to Let's Talk Football with me, Chris. And me, Richard. The podcast bringing you the latest in football news. Every week we discuss all the big talking points from the world of football and preview all the action in the week to come. In this week's podcast, more managerial changes as Villa sacked Dean Smith, Norwich Park Company with Daniel Farker, and Eddie Howe is confirmed as the new Newcastle boss. Also, what's next for Manchester United as they were outclassed by Manchester City? A shock defeat for Liverpool leaves Chelsea in control at the top of the table, despite their draw with Burnley. Big managerial stories to talk about this week on the podcast, so let's talk football. Right, here we are. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Welcome, welcome. So it's been a big week. It has been a big week. You know what they say? A week is a very long time in football. It's a very long time. Well, they say that about a lot of things, don't they? A week's a long time in politics. Yes. But in football, it's it's a very long time. So I think it's how you say the word very. Okay. Is that how it works? I think that's how it works, yeah. Right, fair enough, fair enough. Um, So, is there anything we've got to... Oh, we've had an email, haven't we? We have got an email. Let's, let's let's have emails. Let's have some feedback from our listeners. We like feedback from we our like listeners. We like feedback. If you want to send us an email, let's talk football podcast 442 at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And this one comes through from Peter. And he says, Hi, Hi Rich and Chris. Thanks Hi. for your podcast. I have enjoyed listening to it each week and getting your views on what's going on in the Premier League. He's particularly enjoying the Around the World in 80 Seconds feature. Which... Are you sure you haven't written this? Is this you? I mean, I didn't write it, no. Okay. No, no. And he hopes it stays a semi-regular feature. I think it's probably going to stay as a permanent feature, isn't it? Well, yeah, I think so. Why does he not like it all the time? Is it like... I don't know. Se- semi-regular kind of feels like they only like it half the time. Yeah. We've only done it for a couple of weeks, haven't we? So we'll see how we get on this week. Indeed. That's good. And don't... yeah, like uh, Rich said, you can always get in touch with us. Um, we like to hear back from you. We want to know what you're all thinking about your clubs and what's going on. Wherever you are in the world, we'll talk about anything. No we, matter. Will. we will literally talk about anything. Yeah, anything and everything. Anything not to talk about Man United right now. Yeah. I am all for. Yes, yes. We will get on to Manchester United shortly. Yeah, I'm sure we will. But first, actually, it's going to be a slightly different podcast this week because there's just been so many moves with managers... So we kind of need to talk about what's going on at each of these clubs. We do, yes. So shall we start with Eddie Howe going into Newcastle? Yeah, we can start with Eddie. And I think you'll find I said last week that he would be a much better fit for the club than Unai Emery. Yeah, yeah, you did say that. You're quite right. That. You did say we that. Also talk, we also talked about how we thought Emery wouldn't leave Villarreal. Yeah. I think it's been a good week for us. Yes, it has been a good week. We did really well with that. We, we called that pretty good. I, di- I didn't understand Unai Emery's statement. No one understood Unai Emery's statement, to be fair. Well, A, why did you make it? Yeah. And B, it was all in Spanish, and I don't know Spanish. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm in talks. I'm in, I'm in talks with Newcastle. Oh, yeah, great. Got everyone excited. He's going to be announced. I think I heard Jake Humphrey when I was watching the United game last week say, oh, he's about to be announced as Newcastle manager. Jumped the gun a little bit there. Yes. Friend of the show, Jake Humphrey. Hello, Jake. Friend of the show, yeah. He listens every week, I'm sure. But yeah, no, it was a... I was was quite happy, actually, I got that right. 
I'm, I, yeah. don't, I, I don't often get things right, so I'm going to make the most of it when I do. Yeah, make, make the most of it. Absolutely. He looked very happy as well, didn't he, on Saturday, watching the game? Yeah, of course. Of course. I think Eddie... I think he is the right... He's going to be the right person to try and keep him up this season. Well, he's got previous, isn't he, in terms of keeping yeah. clubs up in the Premier League. Obviously, he did it with Bournemouth on a couple of occasions. Yeah, and he'll get a bit of he'll get a bit of money to spend in January, I'm sure. Yeah, a lot of people talking about his record with transfers, but then it's very hit and miss. And but then that's the same for all managers, I think. Yeah, every every manager has ups and downs, but it's it's very interesting at Newcastle anyway because I don't think Eddie's going to be in complete control. No, it sounds like they're going to bring in a director of football, yeah. or a technical director, however you want to phrase it. Yeah, and f- and I think Eddie has a Potentially for Newcastle, a for now manager. Yeah, he's not going to be. I don't think he's going to be the long term. Yeah. No, I don't think he's going to be the long term answer for the ownership of the club. But I think they recognise that they need to stay up this season. Yeah, he might well be the long term answer. It depends what the question is. Well, he might be, but at the same time, I think in their minds, they're probably not seeing him that way. No, they're probably seeing how he gets on. You know, if he keeps them up, he might stay on for another year, see if he can progress. Yeah. But yeah, no, Eddie. Eddie's going to make. I think he'll he'll make a, a, an impact at Newcastle. I think. I think he's the right man. I think he'll get keep him up. He's got a chance to keep him up. I should say. Yeah, obviously picking up a point at the weekend. Obviously, Norwich winning hasn't helped them, but you know. Yeah, we'll get onto that in a minute. But, yeah, obviously, he's got plenty of time left in the season to turn it round, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely. But we'll see what changes he makes, because he'll, he'll play a completely different style to how Steve Bruce had them set up. Yeah, they'll be, more, they'll be slightly more attacking, I think. Yeah. It's just, you know, and they have got some talent in that Newcastle squad, for sure. But have they got a collective unit in them? I think yeah, that's... it's just getting the best out of the individuals, isn't it, really? Yeah. Callum Wilson's still injured. No, Callum Wilson played at the weekend. He played at the weekend. Yeah. So they've got him back. Obviously, they've got St. Maximum. Yeah. John Joe, when he's not doing silly things. Like getting himself sent off like he did the other week. Yeah. He's he's still a very talented footballer. Fair, even Almiron's a good player. Yeah, Almiron's a a good player. Yeah. Yeah. So they've got got a basis of something in there. And obviously, there's players like Ryan Fraser, who worked with at Bournemouth. Of course, yeah. Matt Ritchie. Was at Bournemouth with him as well. Obviously, Callum Wilson was at Bournemouth with him. Yeah. So he knows the players. There, yeah, there's continuity there with the players in terms of he, he knows them and he will know how to get the best from them. Yeah. So we'll see how things develop at Newcastle, but it's a step. It's a step on the new road for them. Yeah. How it goes, time will tell. Time will tell. As with all these cases. Obviously, I think they were unlucky not to win that against Brighton. Brighton weren't yeah. very good. No, they had some chances that they didn't take. They obviously had the red card that denied a goal-scoring opportunity, but then I don't know why they were really moaning about that because Callum Wilson was on the floor. Yeah. He he weren't getting up to chase after the ball. It was out of play (laughs) by that point. Absolutely. But uh, I think think mainly it's it's cautionary tale, though, isn't it, with Newcastle? They are still winless. They're the only team without a win in the league now. Yep. So... It's not going to be. It's not going to be from next week. They're going to be brilliant. Oh no, it's no, take, no! It's, it's going to take a, a few weeks to get things embedded, and obviously international break and things yeah, like that. Yeah, he's got ten take... days to get 
used to the players and the players used to him. Obviously, there's probably going to be more Newcastle players there than what there might be at the likes of us and other clubs. Yeah. So, yeah, so he's going to have time with the players to work on shape and things like that. Absolutely. So we'll see how Newcastle get on with Eddie Howe in charge. But I want to talk about Villa next. Okay, yeah. Dean Smith has been removed. Dean Smith has left the building. He has gone. Surprised. I'm a little surprised, but when you when you look at it, actually, the Villa haven't been playing well. Nope. They're they're in they're down there, yeah. And and the new owners at Villa, I know they've been in for a bit now, but they are still relatively new. Have big expectations of what they're expecting. Yeah, obviously they lost five on the bounce, didn't they? Which is never yeah. good. No, and I think you know Dean Smith. Obviously, they lost Grealish in the summer. Yeah, and I feel he was a massive part of the setup. So Dean Smith essentially built that Villa team around Jack Grealish. And he hasn't really this season found his new way. No, no, it's, it reminds me a lot of when Villas Boas was in charge of us. Mm. We sold Gareth Bale, and obviously we bought all those players in to replace Gareth Bale. And Villas Boas didn't really get the time to figure out who was his best eleven. And the yeah. same thing for Dean Smith. Yeah. So it's um, is am am I worried about the Villa this season? Depends who they are. Maybe. Point. Yeah, there's there's some name big names obviously going to be linked with this Villa job because it's a big job. It is a big job for somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know they're not a small club, Aston Villa. No, obviously they're arguably the biggest club in the Midlands. Arguably. Yeah, you can uh, you can have that argument with all the Birmingham City fans if you want. And the Wolves and the West Broms and Coventry yeah. and yeah. <laughs> answers on a po- answers on a postcard, please. So Stephen Gerrard's been one that's been heavily linked with the job. Yeah, Stephen Gerrard is currently the favourite with most of the bookies. Frank Lampard is up there as well. I'm surprised John Terry hasn't been linked with it. No, John Terry has. Has but he? I don't see that being a thing. Obviously, he's not managed a team before. To chuck yeah. him into what is essentially at the moment is a relegation battle is a potential recipe for disaster. I mean, we're going to get all the same names linked with... I mean, obviously, we'll talk about Norwich in a minute, but we're going to get all the same names kind of linked with these jobs. Yeah, because they're looking at... Obviously, they're looking at the same pool of managers, aren't they? So Yeah, so, you know, we've got um, Denmark manager, Kasper. Yeah, Kasper Hillmand. Hillmand, yeah. Uh, Paolo Fonseca again. Paolo Fonseca, God bless him. He's getting linked with everything. And also, Roberto Martinez is also being linked Roberto with the job. Roberto Martinez is an interesting one. Yeah, now I think I don't think he'll take this because I still th- I think this Belgium the Belgium squad that he's got, unless Belgium want to get rid of Martinez, he's got one more crack at a, a tournament with this Belgium squad. I think yeah before it starts to maybe kind of break up a bit. Could he do both? I don't think he'll do both. I don't think the Villa would let him, and I I don't think Belgium would want him to do both either. No, obviously, we're preparing for a World Cup, but we're not preparing for a World Cup in the summer. We're preparing for one in the winter. But even more so, because that's, if you think about it from an international perspective, yeah, they're like, well, you need to be concentrating on getting ready for the World Cup, but you're in the middle of a season. Yeah, that's the only, that's the only sticking point. 
I can I can see it working if you tried it. I don't. I I genuinely don't. I don't think that. I don't think that's the route. I don't think anyone will do that these days. I'm not sure that it, it kind of works because the club will want you 100% concentrated on your club football. Yeah. The international association will want you 100% concentrated on them. You know, and and doing the well, right which thing. Which you will be until August next year. Obviously the. The qualifiers in this week. Well, yeah, when you talk about the it. clubs, that's fine yeah. from a club perspective. When you get into the start of next season and you've got the World Cup coming up in December, yeah, you know, the Belgium will be like, well, hold on a minute. Why are you spending all of your time looking at your transfers, looking at your tactics over there when really mm. you need to be preparing for whoever we've drawn in the World Cup and how you're going to approach those games? And, and that may be a thing for the Belgian FA to talk about at a particular time. But I, now... I just don't see it. No, I don't see it. No, okay. I don't. I, personally, me, no. I think if he leave, if he comes to Villa, or if he goes to one of the clubs, he'll have to leave Belgium. Yeah. And I think both sides will be the same. Yeah, probably. Probably. Other managers on the list, and so Nuno's on the list. Yeah, I think Nuno's been linked with it. Probably won't happen. And also. Graham Potter's on the list, which is right. surprising, really. I can't really see him leaving Brighton right now. No, no. Andre Villas-Boas is an interesting one. He's quite far out in the betting, but he's a manager that's obviously managed in the Premier League before. Yeah, and Hassan Hootl's on there, on, on, on the list I've got in front of me at 10 to 1. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, obviously, Gerard's going to be the one most heavily linked. And it'll be interesting to see if he goes for it. I'm will, unsure. Yeah. I'm unsure that he might... He might not want it right now. No, it might be a season too early for him. Yeah, I think he's still kind of. I think he still wants to do something at Rangers. Is my impression. Yeah. I think he wants to make a lasting impression there. But you never know. A chance to come in the Premier League and do it at that level. I think he'd want a club that's not in potential danger. You might wait. Do you have a choice? Because. Whenever a team's changing their manager, generally they're not in a good place. No, but then sometimes teams change their manager in the summer, don't they, just because they fancy a, a change of direction. And I think yeah. you might wait for something like that. I think that's a rare opportunity, though. And I think if he, if there comes... A, it just depends on his, on his perspective, because a job will come up in the Premier League. But what you might think is, well, we're doing well with Rangers now, but what if I'm not doing well with Rangers in six months? Could do. Then yeah, you know in his head it'll fall. be a yeah. it'll be a well they might not consider me at that point so there's a lot to think about I think when these offers come your way we should in terms do of what what you might well do. I'll have a go we could manage the villa it's down the road isn't it yeah well it's down the road for you I'll have to commute yeah no yeah you be the manager I'll be the assistant I'll get the goals banging in don't you worry about it villa fans I got you covered <laughs> oh mind you John Terry's at seven to one on my list. Now, yes. John Terry's recently gone to Twitter. Have you seen that John Terry's recently gone on to Twitter? What has John Terry tweeted about? Oh, he's, he's, been, he's been roasting everyone that's coming at him. It's hilarious, actually. Fair play to him. Oh, right, okay. Obviously, he's getting a lot of stick for many, many, many reasons. For many, which we many, don't need many, to discuss, many, many, many there's reasons. There's many, many, many reasons <laughs> as to why people give him stick, and we all know him. Yes. Full kits. Yes. Potential issues with players, families, yes. with fellow players. Um, and he's just been snapping back at them, and actually, it's been quite refreshing to see, and I'm enjoying it. I don't follow John Terry on Twitter. And he's literally only come on like over the weekend, I think. Oh, I see. I still don't want to follow him on Twitter. 
at John. Oh, he's actually changed. He's got his Twitter handle changed now. He's at John Terry twenty six. He's got his blue tick and everything. All right. He's been hilarious. Good for, good for John Terry. Yeah, he's been showing off his golf swing. Have a look at your form. Oh, that's all right. That's all right. Decent swing. There we go. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. So go, go, go and give John Terry a follow. He's worth it. Trust me. Uh, right. Norwich, I guess. Farker. Yes. Who is also on that list to take over at the Villa, I saw. Was he? He was at 16 to 1 on the list I was looking at. He so won't get his, the job. Gets his, gets his first win of the season and then he's asked to leave the club. Yes. Very strange. But then I can see the reasoning behind it. Go on. Obviously, with an international break now here, it's mm-hmm. the perfect time to change manager. Because you've got 10 days where you can get a manager in quickly. Obviously, you've probably already been talking about it. And, yeah, you get time this to work the with the players. Where and... I, well, this is the thing where I get lost a lot of times when it comes to these things. Okay. You often find that clubs will sack a manager, but they haven't got the next man lined up. And I find that strange. Yes, it is very bizarre in this modern day. That you know, if you're, think, if you're considering, right, we, yeah. need to, we need to change the manager. Right, who, who are we going to bring in? Surely that's part of that conversation is who, who do we bring in then? Who are we bringing in? And just to go, yeah, now you're gone. And then leave it for two or three weeks before you bring anyone else in. It always feels weird to me. You could always follow the Middlesbrough example. <laughs> go on then. When you sack a manager on the morning of a game, he has to tell the players. He knows who his successor is going to be because he's known for about two or three weeks already. Poor old Neil. Good old Neil Warnock. Got his got his record gained, didn't he? Yeah. And then uh And then Middlesbrough said, Thank you very much. Yeah, we're done now. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> That's a shame, but Yeah, Neil will be back. Always a shame. He probably will. He probably will be. But in terms of Norwich Yes, sorry, yeah. We're going miles off a track. Yeah, in terms of, in terms of Norwich and what they're doing though, um it's it's a move that's not unexpected. You're bottom of the league. You, you, you only won, well, uh, probably at the point they decided he was going, they hadn't won a game. Yeah, yeah. You know, because I, I imagine this decision was made before the game probably, was even played. Yeah. But again, for me, the investment's got to come. Yeah. The, inve- the investment in players. I find, I was talking to someone the, about it the other day, and they were saying, oh, well, no, they have invested this time. As well. They've invested in championship level players as if they're preparing for next season again. And so I'm, that's why I'm surprised, really, that they've made the change when they made it, because it seems that that's their model. Yeah, well, they didn't make it last time, did they? Yeah. When they went down. And they were just as bad last time, if not slightly better last time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was allowed to bring them back up again. But why didn't this happen three, four, five weeks ago? Yeah. You know, you've given him the summer to bring in a player or players. Yeah, but they haven't really. That's my my issue is they haven't really invested no, that big they, in Premiership. They've bought in, they've bought in a few players. So they bought Sargent in. They bought Norman in. Billy Gilmore, who wasn't playing under Farker anyway, seems like a yeah. bizarre decision anyway. It just it just to me seems like they've they've invested in players though that are going to get them back out of the Championship next year. That's no disrespect to those players, but they're, no. they're just not Premier League level players. And that now they're, they're looking in. to potentially bring in a manager who's going to keep them in the Premier League. Yeah. Obviously, 
if you're looking at the odds which I'm looking at now, so Frank Lampard will not be coming into that job to let's go down to the championship and let's come back up again. Yeah. Frank Lampard will want to stay in the Premier League. Of course he will. Well, yeah. I think any yeah. any manager that you bring in will want to do that. I've never heard of Keitel Kutzner, so I, no. I don't know about him. But he sounds like a Daniel Farker sort of manager, potentially. Sort of Indeed. happy with his lot, sort of up and down. Dean Smith will want to keep him in the Premier League to prove Aston Villa wrong, first and foremost, probably. Mm-hmm. Mark Robbins is an interesting one, though. I've got Roy Hodgson on this list as well. you got Roy Hodgson on your list? Mm, 12 to 1. I haven't got Roy Hodgson on my list. Which wouldn't be a bad move. Roy- oh, yes, I have got Roy Hodgson in my list, but he's not at the top of the list. Why is he not at the top of the list? I guess it just depends on when the article was written that you're looking at. Well, I'm looking at an, a, a checker website that gives you all of the odds. Ah. And Roy Hodgson is quite far down the list. So he has it. 12s, 14s. Roy wouldn't be a bad shout. He wouldn't be a ba- if if he if he wants that sort of job, I guess. I can imagine he just wants to put his feet up now, Roy Hodgson. Yeah. The other interesting name I have on this list is Louis Bowen-Morte. Louis Bowen-Morte, yeah. 25 to 1, I've got him. That's an interesting one because I think he's at Fulham. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's coaching. Fulham. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's a lot of the same names, but the odds are slightly different. I think some of the bigger names are probably linked with the Villa job. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, Roy Hodgson to Villa wouldn't be a bad idea. Not till the end of the season, no. Yeah. And then reevaluate it in the summer. Yeah. Maybe that's someone Aston Villa should be uh, thinking about. And of course, I'm surprised Steve. I'm surprised Steve Bruce isn't on that Norwich list. He's not on my list. He's not on my list either. But I don't know. He should. He should be. He should be, unless he's decided that that's it. But then, obviously, the bookies are not privy to that sort of information, are they? Even Mike Phelan's on the list. Well, he might be looking for a new job soon. We don't know. Well, he well to be fair, he used to play for Norwich, didn't he, back in the day? Mike Phelan. So. He did play for them. Yeah, so there's a few interesting... As I say, Mark Robbins is the one that interests me. He's doing really well at Coventry. Yeah, well, Coventry are in the... Pl- they're looking very good, actually, Coventry right now. I was they surprised. Are. I looked at the league table the other day. couldn't believe that... How high Coventry up. Yeah. And obviously him being a former Norwich player as well. Yeah. I think, though, he might want to see that challenge out at Coventry. Oh, yeah. If he could get Coventry in the Premier League, that would be... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So he might he might miss out. He might not go for it this time. He might not, no. But it's going to be interesting to see who ends up where. Obviously, probably by this time next week, we'll know. We might do. But then again, we might not. It depends how well organised everyone is. Yeah, they're not Daniel Levy organised. Hmm. Daniel Levy once sacked a manager at half time. Yeah. So if there's a model to be followed, Daniel's is the model. Make sure you've got a manager in place. Yeah, because Tottenham are known for winning trophies by changing Tottenham managers. Tottenham are known for making managerial changes. Yeah. And being successful. And being. I mean, you can send Chris a tweet if you like for that one. Do it. I don't care. Come at me. So we talked about managerial changes that we have seen. Yes. But one that we might see, but seems completely up in the air, but there's a lot of pressure in the situation, obviously, is the hot seat at Old Trafford. Yes. The pressure is increasing. The pressure is increasing. I told you the pressure wouldn't let up beating us last week, didn't I? Oh, yeah. Because it's, it's, this is the thing, right? 
and I've noticed this with you know, it might just be me from a United perspective but I always feel like and that's just because of the level of the club I guess that for every loss the manager's out for every win he's the best thing and in, those are the extremes that we live in but obviously the pressure lately is up whether we're winning or losing the pressure's been on Ollie yeah for whatever reason but for me I just I can't believe how far we've fallen how far Man United have fallen from last season because, like, you know, you expect, okay, fine, we might still not be the best in the league, but you'd expect some kind of improvement. But our, defensively, we've been terrible all season. Yeah. Agreed. You know, you know, and people have said, oh, you've got bad defending, you got this, you got that. But actually, when you look at our record last year, it's, it wasn't that bad. No. And then this season, we've just been open. We've just been, yeah, come get a goal. Come and have one. I'll give you a head start. I mean, we were a bit like that in away games a lot of the time last year. Yeah. And we had to come back a lot, but we weren't we weren't shipping three or four goals every other game, which is what no. we're doing this season. It's been particularly bad. And so it's it's getting to a point now, I think where Ferdinand's come out and said maybe it's time to change over the baton or hand the baton over. Yeah, I see that today. Yeah. What he's actually said in his podcast, which I haven't I haven't listened to him myself, so I don't have the full context of that. But that's unlike Rio. Rio's not like Rio's not that guy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's more of a Roy Keane thing. Yeah, when Rio yeah. says it, it means oh, okay, there might actually be be a problem. I think if I was a Manchester United fan, having watched the game against Manchester City and the way that Manchester City were playing the ball around. Very easily, you know, there didn't seem to be too much pressure on them. They were just allowed to do what they wanted to do. I'd say, yeah, I'd say it's time to, it's time to go. Liverpool is obviously losing to Liverpool five 0 is a very watershed moment. It was a big change, I think, in a lot of people's look at yeah. what was going on. Obviously, the change in system. Obviously, it worked last week. Yeah, I and mean, when we were doing all right in the Champions League game as well. Yeah. But Luke, we lost Varane and changed to a back four, and that's when we conceded. Yeah. I think Varane was a massive part of that back three working. Yes, yeah, because he's kind of the centre pin to sort of keep everybody calm sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then having the own goal early on against City didn't help. No, because obviously if Manchester City score early against you, yeah. you've then got to come out and play. If your intention was to try and sort of sit back and soak up the pressure. It yeah. wasn't really like that, though, in some in some ways. I think the idea was always to let them come on to us. But yeah. then even after that, we couldn't get a grip. We couldn't get into the game. Well, no, and then the, the second goal, the, that mix-up at the back post, again, Maguire and Shaw just don't seem to be on the same wavelength whatsoever. No, and obviously Bernardo Silva couldn't believe his luck. Yeah, that's the second time this season those two have just had a complete miscommunication at that but in that sort of area. They did the same against Liverpool. Yeah, when they ran into one another. Yeah. Yeah, and then this time it was oh no, you have it. And then Bernardo Silva just jumped in the middle of them, and David De Gea's face says it all. Yeah, and I, well, someone was criticising De Gea for not saving it, and I was like, your defender's there, just defend it. <laughs> your goalkeeper doesn't need to touch it. No, De Gea doesn't have time to react to it because no. Bernardo Silva just sticks a leg out. There's no the thing is that there's no need because your defenders are there to deal with it. Just no. deal with it. One of you. It was a mess. That second goal was a mess. And tells yeah. you maybe telling you all about maybe some of the, the issues that we're having in that communication on the pitch and the issues that are starting to come through. 
Obviously, the news today that Paul Pog was out till the new year. Yeah, he got injured, didn't he, with France? Yeah. So he's he's gone, but Con- you know, conveniently, he's out till the new year when he can start talking to other clubs. Yeah, maybe that's the reason. It's a strange, it's a strange one. I don't really know how we've fallen as far as we have. We've got the new players come in, but it wasn't massive changes in in the in the personnel. Okay, yeah, no. you bring Ronaldo in as a different type of player, a different personality, but. You should, he's not one to cause trouble in a dressing room. He's one to... Yeah. Well, I did see something in one of the newspapers, and I thought it was really interesting, that they that they said that they rely, you're relying on David De Gea to keep you in games, and you're relying mm-hmm. on Ronaldo to put you in front. Yeah. And everything in the middle is just kind of muddled up. And that's sort of how, it, that's how it's been, though. That, that, that is exactly how it feels. Yeah. And in the Champions League, it's sort of working. But... Yeah. It's not been working in the in the league. No, obviously you still you still got seventeen points. Yeah, on the board we do. But when you look at how we've played and who we've you know particularly before the the last international break, the points we were dropping weren't great. And then no. the defeat to Leicester and to Villa were were not good performances. Yeah. So it's been a it's been rough. Yeah. I think I think. Something needs to change somewhere, an, an attitude change. And if that is starting to lean now towards that managerial change, then then that's probably what's going to happen. I think we've got, I think he got, I think the thing that will always, you know, Oli brought us back from a very dark place after Mourinho left. Yeah. And I think he, that should always be applauded because it was so bad what was going on and how awful we were and the way we were playing. And then he had his good run, didn't he, when he came in as a caretaker and he changed things and he's changed the way that the, the club approached their transfers and in a much better way, I think. But has he now had, what, what we need from him now is that identity on the pitch. And you yeah. can talk to a lot of people right now and no one's seeing it. No. And that's the issue. Has he got to his level? I of think where he so. can take this team, yeah. so. But who comes in? I've got no idea. No, and that is that is also part of the issue. Yeah, that's also part of the issue. Part of the issue was we were talking about earlier that there's no point in sacking a manager if you've got nothing to bring in. Yeah, because the the big name that's still out there is Zidane. Yeah. But apparently Zidane said it's next to impossible that I'm joining the club, which sounds like to me that they need to offer me more money. Right. Okay. That's what that sounds like to me, but. Yeah. I might be I might be wrong. Is it worth is it worth sticking with Ollie for another couple of months and seeing I think, who I comes think up? Na- I think they'll stick with him. I think they will. I mean they've said oh there's no, well I don't know, one of the big things, isn't it, when someone says publicly we're not gonna do something, they normally end up doing it. Yes. So they've been saying, Oh, you know, there's no plans to change the manager. Yeah, which means there is a plan to change the manager, just not yet. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, you still have a legacy at the club, Ollie. The fans will still cheer his name. It's not going to be a Mourinho or a Van Gogh type thing. No, we could do it. No, I don't think I'd. Fa- I I'll don't be, think well, I no, do the I'll United be the job. manager. You be the assistant. No, I don't think that's definitely not going to happen ever. <laughs> I would purposely tell them, please don't make that. Let that happen ever, ever. But yeah, we'll see what happens at United. I think I don't think anything's going to change anytime soon. Mainly because I think the board are always slow. Um, to react to stuff at United, and, and I think, Ed, 
Well, yeah, this is the thing. I think Gary Neville brought this point up as well. That Edward was leaving at the end of the year. Yeah. So. It's not really his decision yeah, to make does, now. Do, yeah. do they wait to get a new CEO in? And when the new CEO starts, then that will be when the change of direction happens. Which sort of makes sense from a business point of view. You, you yes. kind of wait for that 100%. change. Because otherwise, Edward would have to, his last big action as CEO is to sack the manager. Yes. And then say, bye. And then, yeah. So, <laughs> so from that perspective, that might be the thing that's slowing this decision down. Definitely. Is that actually Ed Woodward leaves at the end of December, which might not be any good for the football at Man United or their league position. Weeks. Yeah, but I don't think Ed Woodward wants that. I mean, he he won't have the best of legacies as CEO. No, from a football point of view, anyway. From a business point of view, yes, he's done very well. But from a footballing point of view, it's not been the best tenure. No. But following David Gill was always going to be difficult. Yes. David Hill was very good at his job. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Watch this space. Watch this space I've indeed. I always wanted to say that. There you go. Yeah, now you've said it. Shall we talk about how massive a club West Ham are? Let's go on to how good West Ham are. And to be fair to We're them... A mass- massive football club. They were very, very good against Liverpool. Oh, they really were. I was shocking in awe of what I was watching. Yeah, I was rubbing my eyes going, huh? I was What's like, where was this football when you were with us in 2014, David Moyes? <laughs> David Moyes for the next Man United manager? Can you imagine? Could you imagine? Has his contract expired now? Yeah, no, it was six yeah. years. All so right, it, ended okay. in, it ended in 2019. All right, okay. So, he's, so you haven't got to buy him out of his own contract? No, no, no. He, we're not, he's not still on the payroll. He's not on the payroll anymore. Thank God for that. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, they're playing some great stuff. And I... Uh, I can't speak highly enough. I, I keep talking about Declan Rice tonight, but he's just different level for me. Yeah. Obviously, losing a Bonner's a big blow. Oh, yeah, definitely. He's out, with, he's out probably for the rest of the season. That's yeah. a big blow. Yeah, but even so, when Craig Dawson came on, he did all right. He did he well. Did. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not as if they completely lost no, no, no. their way as soon as Dawson. he went. Yeah. yeah. So, um... He, he played well. Obviously, Suchek and Bowen. Oh, they, they've got a lot of players in there that are just playing really well. And even though Mikel Antonio wasn't really involved in the goals, he's, he's still a massive part of how they play as, as a whole. Yeah, because teams are frightened of him. Yeah, they're frightened. They're frightened to get too close to him. That's yeah. it. So you find yourself dropping off, which leaves you space for yeah. the likes of Bowen and Suchek. Talking to West Ham fans, one thing they do want in January, they want a striker in January. Yeah, what, I so think a, a backup the... to Antonio. Yeah, or just a, a striker, someone who can take the weight off of Antonio's shoulders. Because if he gets injured, and we've said yeah. this quite a few times, I think, if he gets injured, that's West Ham without a plan B. Yeah, and to be fair, they haven't really got another recognised striker about. Have I haven't. They? No, no. So they'd have to play a false nine, and the, or they'd have to change the system somehow. I mean, they've got a good academy at West Ham, though, so they might have someone hiding. Potentially, yeah. As for Liverpool, Jurgen Klopp just needs to stop whinging. Well, that's what he does. When he loses, it's oh never... My this God. is Yeah, but this is classic. Like, when you think about it, this is classic Wenger and Ferguson post-match press conferences when they lost. It was to take the pressure off the players. Yeah. So that's all he's doing. He's just He, he wants to take the pressure off his players by shifting the focus onto something else. 
that's why he does it. He doesn't necessarily believe that they played well, his team. And to be fair, Liverpool didn't play badly. No, West Ham just played better. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just in those in those moments. Obviously, the first goal, I've got no idea why they're complaining about that. Yeah, no, it's not a foul. It's not a foul on the goalkeeper. No. The other one, the, the tackle, yes, all right. It was a little bit high. It was a little bit late. Hmm. But it's it's probably not a red card in the modern day. Yeah. You know, it, it's not like he went two feet, lunged in. You know, he caught him around the ankle. Yeah. For me, it's not a foul. It, well, it's a foul, but it's not a, yeah, it's not a, red, it's not card. a red card. No, no I'd agree with that. I, th- I just think he just wanted to move the focus away from the loss and shifting it. And, of course, yeah. they've lost their unbeaten record. Yes. Yeah, 25 games gone. Arsenal will be happy. Arsenal fans breathe another sigh of relief. Yeah. West Ham up to third. Three points off the top of the table. Yep. Which is crazy. They are playing very well at the minute. I mean, the issue for West Ham will be, can they keep it going consistently? As it is for any club wanting to stay at the top end of the table. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because obviously last season, they got themselves in there, didn't they? And then they fell away. You'd like to think they've learned something from that experience, but you never know. You don't. So, um, but we'll see. We'll see with West Ham. I think they are definitely in the conversation at the minute. Oh yeah, David Moyes has got them, yeah. got them up there. Very much reminding me now of his his old Everton team. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's got them in that groove now. They're hard to play against. They're hard yeah. to beat. They're hard to get past. Yeah, that's what Everton built that foundation on his side. Yeah. His problem probably was at United is he came in to an already winning dressing room who just yeah. won the title at Canter and tried to change everything at once. Yeah. And I think that's probably where he got it wrong at United. Change, change things slowly. Yeah, yeah you, had, you had a group of experienced players in there who were used to being a certain way and, yeah. and winning. You know what I mean? That was the issue. But I really... think he, he, he wanted to go in and stamp his authority on his job. But actually, in hindsight, he might look back at it and kind of go, did I go into, you know, did I change too much too soon? Yeah. You know, what I should have done is kind of kept things fairly stable, eased out the senior players and started to bring through his own philosophy or his own way of working in a more slower way, you know, in a more progressive kind of bit by bit way. Yeah. And he might have made it at United. He might well have done. Because he's, show, he's showing again that he can he can build a club. He's showing it again. You know, he did it at Everton. He's now doing it at West Ham. Yeah. All I can think of at the moment is the thing from Star Wars. You were the chosen one. You were the chosen one. That's all I can think of. I'm really sorry. Yeah. Well, West Ham didn't have the high ground, but they do now. Whee. Now that's Star Wars oh. references all over the place. Let's move on, shall we, I think. Uh, Chelsea... Top of the league, three points clear. Yeah, failed to take advantage of. They did, but at the same time, they also let City close in on them. They did, and obviously West Ham. Yes, yeah. but they still, they, I still feel like they're the best team in the league. They are. They're looking a bit thin on the ground though at the minute, aren't they? Player-wise, yeah, they're losing. It. They've lost a few. Obviously, Pulisic was back at the weekend, which is probably a relief to some people. Yeah. Even Ross Barkley's getting in the team now. <laughs> Things are getting that bad. Wow, okay. 
Well, he, he was Ross declared Barkley. as the out. He was declared as the outcast. They didn't even give him a squad number. He's got one now. He's got one now. Number eighteen. Yeah. Classic Burnley, though, wasn't it? Classic Burnley. Yeah. Soak up all the pressure and then pinch a point. It's what it's what they've done. It's what and they've every, done. And we and we say it about Burnley all the time, don't we? It's it's always like that. They, they really just find a way. They find a way to get a result at times when they really need one. Please, God, don't say, but I still think they're going to go down. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Not we this will week. see. <laughs> we will see. Right. Oh, it's time. I think we should crack on and get on around the world in 80 seconds done. Should we do that? Why? Keep the fans happy. I'm about to go around the world in 80 seconds. It's not very far this week. It's kind of FA Cup sort of themed, should we say? Because I Let's love the FA Cup. Let's go. Right. Three, two, one. Around the world in 80 seconds. So we start with the FA Cup and some big results from it. Buxton knocking out York was a massive result for them. St. Albans beating lead two leaders, Forest Green. And Mansfield beating Sunderland. They did the same thing last year. Knocked them out in the first round. Special mention for Lincoln and Bowers and Pitsy. It's a local side to me. Lincoln donating their proceeds from the game to Bowers and Pitsy. Nice touch from them. Obviously, we've already mentioned Neil Warnock leaving Middlesbrough, and he's been replaced by Chris Wilder, which seems like an interesting one. Out in Europe this weekend, so the Milan derby ended in a draw. Roma were beaten by Vicenza, so that will keep Jose Mourinho happy. PSG beat Bordeaux, but they suffered a very late scare in that one. Bordeaux pulling a goal back with a couple of minutes to go, but they're still top of league on Leipzig beat Borussia Dortmund in the big game in Germany this weekend. But Bayern Munich extend their lead at the top. They won this weekend. Barcelona suffered late heartbreak against Celta Vigo with a 96-minute equaliser. But Real Sociedad still lead the way after they and Real Madrid both picked up three points. Well, there we are. That's around the world in 80 seconds. Lots and lots of stuff happening. There's always things happening. There's never not things happening in the world of football. But there's some good... Good football to be seen around Europe this this week. And obviously it now was. it's it's time for the international break. Yeah, time for us to settle down to watch nothing on telly for a fortnight. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. We've got some big England games to look forward to. We have got some big England games to look forward to. But let's just have a quick look at these fixtures then for the international week. Uh, week. What have yeah. we got? So we start on Friday. So Moldova take on Scotland on Friday. At the same time, Austria take on Israel. They're the two big games from Group F. In England's group, England take on Albania. Andorra take on Poland. We need Andorra to do us a favour there. But if England can beat Albania and they can beat San Marino on Monday, England are going to the World Cup. Wales take on Belarus on Saturday. That's a big game for Wales. They also play next Tuesday. They take on Belgium at the same time as the Czech Republic take on Estonia. That's the last games in that group. And there are lots of other games on Ireland are taking on Luxembourg. But sadly, Ireland cannot make it to the World Cup. And Northern Ireland take on Italy next Monday. But again, they can't make it to the World Cup either. There we go. Some good. There's some good football to be seen in the internationals. I think coming up. But it's yeah. going to be interesting to see who qualifies because there's a lot of close groups out there. There is. There is. Well, you know, then we'll have the playoffs, won't we? Yeah. Start of next year. So still plenty. 
to be decided in terms of World Cup qualification. So it's be interesting. It's not going to be boring at all. Keep your eyes look. Keep your keep eyes your, on it. Keep your eyes on England. Indeed. Right. I think I will leave it there then for this week. Thank you for how much for listening. Don't forget. If you are listening and you want to get in touch with us, you can tweet us. Go follow us on Twitter if you don't already. At Let's Football Pod. Let's see those uh, follower numbers going up, please. At Let's Football Pod. Or you can email us, as Peter did this week. And you can email us at the address. Let's Talk Football Podcast 442 at gmail.com. That's Let's Talk Football Podcast 442 at gmail.com. We will be back next week with plenty of international fun but for now we will see you all next time all right bye bye, bye, -bye.